Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. So thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. We want to encourage you to be searching for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. You can also follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us as we follow Jesus together and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, uh, as I'm recording this on Friday, October the 13th, we are one week in to the uh, now war between Israel and Hamas. Uh, this situation has been in my prayers for sure, and I pray also in your prayers that God would be working mightily as uh, many, many people are facing very difficult times. Hamas, a terrorist organization who uh, came into Israel uh, last week and slaughtered men, women, and children, indiscriminate slaughter of people. This is completely, totally against our uh, biblical view, God-given gift of life for us. And so we, as people who believe in the sanctity of human life, are appalled by what happened this past week as Hamas, uh, those terrorists, invaded Israel. And so we want to talk today about war, because then Israel declared war on Hamas. We want to talk about uh, when is it right to go to war? How should war be conducted? What do the scriptures tell us about this? So let's begin with a strain that is um, kind of a not a large belief, or maybe a very minor belief amongst Christians, and yet it does show up amongst Christians, a strain of pacifism, that war is never right. Uh, no matter what the circumstance would be, this uh, strain of belief shows up, for instance, uh, maybe most prominently here in the United States amongst the Amish. And so let's take a look at a scripture from the book of Romans, where St. Paul writes about this and where they would get some of this belief that uh, pacifism is the correct way to go. Let's take a look at this from Romans chapter 12. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As we read through this passage from Romans, you could see where a, a Christian would read this and believe that war is never the answer. Uh, do not repay anyone evil for evil. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Maybe Israel should be shipping in containers of food and drink to the Gaza Strip. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, that's a pretty clear teaching of Scripture. And so Christians have said, well, pacifism is the answer. On the other hand, by far the majority of Christians 
have not chosen that as the answer. Why is that? Well, one of the reasons is the very next verse in the book of Romans, um, Romans chapter 13. Now, in the original, of course, there were no uh, verses. There were no uh, chapter divisions. These were letters that St. Paul wrote to the church in Rome, in this case. And so what we just read flows right into this. Let's take a look. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but only for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. There it is. Christians have looked at that and said, look at this. God has set up government, in Paul's case, the emperor, a very evil emperor, by the way, uh, an emperor in Middle Ages, kings and princes in our day, elected leaders. God has set up these people as his servants to be agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. So, what gives here? What is the distinction we make between these two passages flowing right one into the other from St. Paul? Well, the distinction is that one concerns our personal actions, how we as Christians act toward our neighbor. The other concerns God's institution of government and God's charge, his command to government, specifically to punish the wrongdoer. So, that is where Christians get an understanding that it is not my personal responsibility as Joe Average citizen to declare war, but it is the responsibility of governments in certain circumstances to declare war. St. Augustine, or St. Augustine, depending on how you pronounce his name, uh, many years ago came up with some specific guidelines for when war is appropriate. And I want to talk through uh, some of those that uh, he proposed years ago, 1,600 years ago, that have uh, held true throughout the years, and Christians have used these to form what is called just war theory, when wars are just, just wars. What is a just war? So here they are. Here's a couple of them to start with. First of all, Augustine said that the first requirement for a war to be just, to be correct, to be godly, is that that has to be instituted by the proper authority that there is a natural order, God has ordained a natural order, puts certain people in charge of governments, and so it, a war must be declared by those whom God has put in charge. In other words, vigilante justice is not the order of the day. God did not, uh, for instance, it, it would not be just for uh, people in southern Israel to just take matters into their own hands and start charging and declaring war, uh, start charging into Gaza and declaring war. That would not be just. However, for uh, Bibi Netanyahu and for others who are duly elected leaders in Israel to declare war, that is a proper thing to do. They have the proper authority from God to do that. What about Hamas, just to kind of compare? Well, actually, Hamas are the duly elected leaders in Gaza, so they have the right to declare war as well. Now we'll see that um, what they've actually done does not match that kind of declaration of war, and uh, and it certainly is not just. We'll see that as we go through these 
um, these kind of guidelines from Augustine. The second guideline Augustine gives is uh, that the war must have a proper cause, that the reasons you go to war are just as important. Um, there is no justification for war. Um, when you simply have a desire in your heart to harm others um, for revenge, for uh, savageness, uh, revolting, uh, a lust for dominating others. Augustine said those were reasons that would make a war unjust. And of course, as you see Hamas coming into Israel, completely unjust, completely did not have a proper cause. When you are, uh, as we've heard in the news, uh, chopping off the heads of babies, violating women and grandmothers, uh, this is not proper. This is evil and satanic. Israel, on the other hand, does it have a proper cause to declare war? Well, it does. A cause for war should be um, the establishment of peace and justice. That should be the goal. Uh, war should be undertaken to achieve some good and to avoid evil. They must be in self-defense, perhaps, or in defense of others. And so Israel has a proper cause to declare war, uh, without a doubt in this case. After the time of Augustine, uh, two other uh, major qualifications for just wars were added in. Uh, the other, uh, the third one that we would have today would be proportionality, or a reasonable chance of success, rather, would be the third one. That when you declare war, you need to have not only uh, proper authority and proper cause, but a reasonable chance of success. You can't simply send um, soldiers, young men, women out to die for uh, with no chance of success. Uh, human life is too precious. We believe in the sanctity of life. Uh, human life is too sacred to waste that way. And so there must be a reasonable chance of success. In the case of Hamas, as they sent those fighters into Israel, there was absolutely little to no chance of quote-unquote success if what they were trying to achieve was uh, conquering territory. That simply was not going to happen. Uh, and so that was completely unjust, aside from what we've already said about it being unjust for other reasons. In the case of Israel, there is a reasonable chance of success, a reasonable chance that Israel can decapitate Hamas, so to speak, can take out the uh, regime of Hamas that has been leading Gaza for now almost 20 years and uh, leading Gaza in a way that has harmed the two million now residents of Gaza in so many ways, just destroyed life in Gaza. So there is a reasonable chance for Israel to have success against Hamas. And so uh, declaring war is a, is a just thing to do under this kind of just war doctrine. Finally, there is proportionality. Proportionality means that in general, non-combatants must be shielded from harm as much as possible. Uh, non-combatants can never, ever be the sole targets of attack. Well, obviously Hamas completely violated that. They were specifically trying to murder non-combatants. And so again, completely unjust, completely full of evil. As Israel responds, it is important for Israel to keep this principle of proportionality in mind. And it is going to be very difficult for them to do that because Hamas specifically makes it difficult to do by hiding in the midst of non-combatants, innocence. They hide in the midst of innocence. If you listen to the news, 
you've, I'm sure, heard that. They put their facilities in the basements of hospitals, in apartment buildings where other people are living who just want to live their lives in peace. And so Israel is going to have to be very careful with this. They generally are. Uh, not always. They are uh, sinful. They, uh, their, their military, just like ours, is filled with sinners. We're all sinners. But generally speaking, just like the United States, Israel very typically, uh, for the most part, tries to be proportional. And we need to pray that they are able to be proportional in the midst of this. It's going to be a struggle with the uh, turning off of water, the turning off of electricity and power, uh, not delivering fuel to Gaza. It's going to be very difficult for that to be sustained and still be proportional in the way they're dealing with Hamas. So uh, we need to keep that for sure in prayer. Well, I hope this has been uh, helpful to you to understand the Christian view of when it is okay to wage war, when the Bible would say a government has the authority to wage war, why the government has the authority to wage war, in fact, has the command to defend the innocent, and also how a government should wage war. We want to keep this whole situation in the Middle East in prayer uh, on a whole number of fronts, but I would encourage us specifically to keep it in prayer this way, from a Christian perspective, that God would be at work in the midst of all that's going on, that people would come to know Jesus, the Prince of Peace, as their Savior. Uh, God is always working to turn what the devil uh, intends for harm. God is always working to turn it to good. And so we want to keep that in prayer in the days and weeks to come. Thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know your reaction to this podcast or other podcasts. Uh, let us know uh, things that would be helpful for us to discuss on the podcast as we have this dialogue together. Remember, uh, as we close, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and fly on wings like eagles, a promise of God from the Jewish scriptures, from the Old Testament uh, to all of us today. And so we trust in this promise of God. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.